really quick pause. I sent Nick to the bar because I left my card there. So we're doing great. I was like, I went to look at my phone and I was like, where the fuck is my card? Um, but anyway, back to the pod. What up, everybody? Welcome back to your favorite podcast on the internet. It's Escaping Reality, your fave people. Four friends reviewing and talking about reality competition series. Before we get into today's episode, make sure you are following us on all the things, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure you are subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify so you can get notifications when new episodes drop. We have so much new content coming out recently between The Circle, The Challenge, Survivor Season 41, RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 3. Make sure you are checking us out because it is lit. And if you like what you hear, make sure you leave us a five-star review and type us a little something because we like when people tell us things are good. Today, we are wrapping up our coverage on The Circle Season 3 from Netflix. We are talking about episodes 9 through 13, so truly the whole last chunk right here, right now. We're starting off with, like I said, Circle Season 3 from Netflix. Intro, one-minute thoughts. There is a reason why I am talking first, and it's because this is probably going to be the most you hear from me this episode, because here are my first and final thoughts on The Circle. It's a bad show that I do not want to watch anymore. I fell asleep during three of these episodes and then was on TikTok for the majority of the rest. Yeah. Nothing happens in this show. I'm just convinced. It is watching all the boring parts of every other reality competition show except for 60 minutes. And the amount of time the editors spend dragging out the most minute decision is painful. Are those your one minute thoughts? Because of that, I will be in the background popping in whenever I feel necessary, which honestly will not be often. So with that, I leave you to the straight people. Goodbye forever. Stacey, would you like to go next with your one minute thoughts? I mean, it's kind of hard to follow, but I'll do my best. I really liked season three the most, I think. So I, I liked these last chunk of episodes. I, to be honest, I watched them last Sunday. And so my memory is just a little bad, but I remember enjoying it. I mean, I know we'll get to this towards the end, but I think this is the first, it is the first season, a non-OG wins. So I think that's cool. I think all of the players, even like the people who came in later, I don't know. I just feel like they have good personalities. I've just enjoyed watching them kind of connect with each each other and have different points of connection too. And I also think that the kind of like strategy towards the end, like I think this season just had the most strategy, I would say, or at least the most that we saw with how they like ranked people, how they made decisions. So I enjoyed it. I think there are still some points for improvement potentially in future seasons, but I definitely would watch this season again. And I would recommend probably two and three to to like new people. So Anna, would you like to go next? If you'll have me. Yeah, I, I agree with Stacey. I really liked this season and I, I like the circle. I think what Nick said is valid for what I know he likes out of his reality TV shows, his reality competition shows. The circle is a lot of what I like. And I think that this season particularly had in its cast, like they were very human and relatable, but at the same time, they were like a little bit heightened to like almost a cartoony level compared to like, the cast of the previous seasons and it's a silly show 
like it has heart for sure and it's very smart in the way that it was conceptualized like it's it's an interesting concept of a show and I think it's executed very well but at the same time like it's ridiculous and they really lean into that which I appreciate and I felt that the cast this season was just a bunch of really silly personalities but at the same time like really endearing people who you were rooting for and you felt had depth to them I think more than anything else, it just has some issues with pacing. I think the fact that it was split up in episode batches and being released in week by week chunks, like was kind of a detriment to the type of show that it is. Because again, it's silly, it's ridiculous, like to wait a week in between, it lost a little bit of steam. So I I, I don't know that that's the right choice for a show like this, because I want to just rip right through it, because it's funny, it's fast. And then when you add a pause, it just sort of loses that momentum. But aside from that, I think the season as a whole was really wonderful. (laughs) I was so happy with the winner and we're going to get into all the details of it, I'm sure in a minute. But yeah, I was pleased. Just some, some pacing issues. I really liked this season. I was really disappointed to hear that Nick didn't like it, to be perfectly honest. I'm so excited. You guys liked it because they, and I think you're right. The show's a little ridiculous, but I don't think that takes away from the joy it brings. Am I disappointed that a straight man profile has won every time? Sure. But am I upset that we have two people of color winners out of three seasons? No. Am I upset that James is the winner? Absolutely not. I absolutely adore him. And so honestly, I think it was very exciting. Like Stacey said that we had a person who came in late to the game, like not an OG win. I think that's a really strong step for this show. Things that we said about seasons one and two was like, oh, look, it doesn't matter if you're new to the game. I think even Nick said in part two of this season, okay, it doesn't matter if you're new to the game, like you can't win. And this season straight up proved that that's not the case. You just have to be the person that's able to make connections, that's playing the game and not just sitting there letting the game happen to you. And I think that was what I was most excited about about this season. I think between Jackie and potentially Daniel and maybe even Michelle, orange Michelle, if you will, I think they didn't necessarily seek out the game. They wanted the game to come to them, but everybody else was seeking out the game. And I think that's what made this a successful season that sets a really good precedent for this show to continue. I would want to watch another season because I think we're building something here that's really cool. And I think three seasons in, I can safely say I like it. So I'm glad you two are on the same page and we can have a nice little chat. And Nick will uh, pop his head in to talk about anything else that comes up. So friends, we open on episode nine. We're back in it. We've just found out that the two top influencers, Nick and Daniel, are going to separately block someone each and they can't even talk about it they can't even talk about it beforehand so we were left on this huge cliffhanger at the end of episode eight and i like anna waited until the finale aired to watch all five episodes so i was on pins and needles trying to figure out who was gonna go i believe correct me if i'm wrong guys i believe the people up for elimination were Kay, nick daniel Roxana, ashley isabella jackson james was not up for elimination yet or was he i don't I, I don't remember. I truly don't remember, but I don't think, I don't think so. I feel like he might have been. I don't know. Actually, you know what? He was very stressed in both the ratings we watched. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause he was like, oh wait, there's another one when there was like a double one. So I feel like he might've been up for it. Let me see if I have any notes. I'm so sorry. I'm a, I'm a prepared co-host today. Okay. okay. No, in the ratings, James, James was fourth. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Fourth. That was at the end of episode eight. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay, so he was eligible, but again, spoiler alert, he does not go home. But Daniel and Nick sitting in the, um, what is it called? The hangout? Hangout. 
the <laughs> hangout. Sitting in the hangout, they have to eliminate someone. Nick chooses to block Roxana, and Daniel, who actually went first, chooses to block Jackson. And then, without getting into too much more, we have those players left. They throw in one more. Vince magically disappears, which we'll get into. And they throw in one last player named Jackie. She's a video game marketer. I, I don't know. She sounds fucking badass. I was like, kind of into it. Um, I was like, you're fun and you're 6'2", and your energy is unmatched, girlfriend. And so that's who we have playing this game. They quickly eliminate them down to five. But let's talk. Just thoughts on where we're at with our players. Do we think Jackson and Roxana were the right call? Where are we at, fam? Like, it made sense to me. Although Nick saying, like, okay, if I take out Roxana, that's, like, kind of hurting Kay. But I don't, his relationship with Kay just still kind of confuses me because I'm like, are you working? T- I feel like they're frenemies. They're just frenemies. Frenemies. <laughs> he like wants to kind of hurt her game, but he's like, I still want to be on good terms with her. So I don't know. I just, I feel like he could have just gotten rid of her. Like, I don't think they're actually help allies, I would say. But I definitely think Jackson made sense. I don't, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of Jackson's time. <laughs> I feel like it was Jackson's time, but it didn't necessarily make sense to eliminate Jackson because Jackson was not, in my opinion, a good player. I think Nick getting rid of Roxana was the right move because it hurt Kay and it hurt Daniel. But the problem that I had with the whole thing was when Roxana went to see Daniel after she had been eliminated and Daniel was like super butthurt about it. And he was like, I can't believe this. Like now like Nick and Isabella are going to run the game. Like they're so close, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so you acknowledge that you probably should have gotten rid of Isabella. It's like, how can you be so aware and yet making the wrong move? So that frustrated me because Daniel was like being hypocritical of himself. I found it strange. I thought so too. I thought he was going to take a bigger swing, but I think he was convinced that Jackson was a big swing, like would be a hit against Nick. Um, I know Nick had some thoughts on this part actually. So <clears throat> well, I mean, this is like kind of like encompasses like one of my main issues with the show is that nobody takes risks in the show, like, at all. And, like, it makes for boring TV. And, like, we mentioned this, I believe, in the second part when we talked about it, and we mentioned it in, like, the first couple seasons, too, that, like, it's smart gameplay, but, like, smart gameplay doesn't make for a good TV show. And so, like, it's boring to watch these people make the safe choice every single time. Like, of course, I was being funny in my one-minute thoughts or whatever. But that's, like, why I have these strong feelings is because, like, it's just boring to watch because it's very much the same thing and very much predictable. It's just, like, I wish that people did more in the show. And when everything else in your show is centered around games that do nothing for the plot, is centered around, like, talking about things that do nothing for the plot and like watching people like party in their room by themselves that like has nothing to do with the competition. It's hard to also have the small parts that are actually about competition also be very predictable. You just know what's actually happening. But again, maybe this show isn't made for me. (laughs) Maybe not, Nick. But I do think Roxana's elimination was kind of shocking. I wasn't expecting Nick to make that hit on that alliance. I kind of thought he would get rid of Kay, but then when I really sat down with the information, I was like, actually, it makes the most sense for him to get rid of Roxana when Daniel isn't an option because he has seen that Kay is just so grateful to stay that it's not necessarily a worthwhile endeavor to like get rid of Kay. 
And Nick and I were talking, he's like, I just don't agree with you. Like, I think Kay is going to be pissed. And I was like, I just don't. Like, I think she's going to be so grateful that she's still in the game, that she's not going to be concerned about that. And I think that's what ended up happening. How do we feel about Jackie? I feel like I am the influencer in the circle chat right now. Like, how, let's talk about Jackie. Let's bring her up. It's whenever they have to like make a decision and they're like, hmm, let's talk about this person next. <laughs> So it's so so dumb, but I love it so much. And then like a, what are your feelings on so-and-so? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Jackie got the short end of the stick because Jackie was great. Like Jackie seems like a lovely girl, a very vibrant personality. I found her slightly annoying because I felt like some of her speaking to the camp, the quote unquote camera was a little bit, felt a little forced but I think she was adorable and a really interesting person to add to this group of people. However, too late in the game to add anyone because they have no shot at breaking into the connections. And especially because we have such a huge gap in between episodes. By the time you as the viewer come back to watch the last few episodes in the finale, I'm not going to be invested in a new person, especially a new person who's has no chance at winning the game. So I think like the structure of the game did her dirty, but she was great. It just, it's a toss up. Cause I'm like, by the time she got there, I didn't care. And I think if you're going to add somebody that late in the game, which a, I don't think you should, but if you're going to, I would rather have seen someone who had already been eliminated coming back into the game, a la Jack and Lisa in season two. Because then at least they have some kind of insider knowledge that they can potentially use to their advantage to stay or to break in faster or to have some kind of leverage over the other players. But when you throw someone in completely new, it's just unfair (laughs) to them. Um, And then we had her there for like 20 minutes. So what was the point? But seems like a lovely girl. Seems like a lovely girl. Stace, did you have feelings on Jackie? I guess it's more just on the same of bringing people in so late it reminds me of bachelor in paradise the, how because people come in at staggered times and it's like if you come in towards the last week you know you have no chance <laughs> like you're just kind of like well i was already in mexico so i figured i would come down and see what's happening so that i feel like with her she like i'm sure she was just kind of like well hey you'll still get some instagram followers i mean she also got to tell her brother's story which i think was very you know important to share but I do agree. Yeah, she didn't really have a chance in the game. I really liked her though, because I just think she was kind of an example of like, don't judge a book by its cover or like she was unexpected, what she actually was interested in and all of that. But yeah, I mean, there was no real chance to win. So I'm fucking living for this. Cause like, I mean, you're not wrong, right? She just came in too late. I think, so we all know I love James. I love him with my whole soul. I'm so happy he won. I do think he kind of gave in to Nick twice. And I think we can talk about it later, but I'm like, you gave in to Nick twice. And I think that was potentially strategic, but also like you lost a number in both of those interactions. So then that put the onus on him to really make sure he had solidified relationships with Ashley and with potentially Isabella. So to keep him like in the game, to me, the easier way to that finish was to keep his numbers. Do you know what I mean? And Jackie was one of them. So to me, the fact that she wasn't in the finale, I was, I was nervous that Nick, that James wouldn't win. And I was convinced Nick was going to win based on the edit, based on how things had been going. I was like, Nick's going to win. This is going to be like a very boring end to it. I'll be very like, I love Nick at this point. So like, I'm not gonna be sad, but like, I, that's not the winner I want. 
And so I felt like I was shocked that he didn't fight more for Jackie as a number, because I do think the one thing that's missing from the strategy of this show, Nick had it, but then it didn't pay off in the end. And I would love to discuss why, because Nick had the numbers. So to me, it didn't make sense. I think this is where Stacey, your idea that you've brought up in other seasons of a jury might be more beneficial because reality of the situation is Nick probably played the most strategic game. I think James had the best connections with people, but Nick was right up there with him in terms of genuine, actual, real relationships. Unfortunately, at times, even with Catfish, the poor sweet angel, but like this idea that he really had a strong connection with people, but that ended up backfiring on him and it didn't on James. And so I, I would love to discuss it. We've kind of gone off, like I'm riffing on the plan, but like I, I was intrigued by why Nick was so popular. He had strong relationships, but like, that whole thing that we've been working on so far, like didn't actually pay out, right? Like he was influencer so often and he still didn't win. That's kind of weird. Maybe I'm skipping ahead a little bit to strategy so we can pin it, pin this if we want to bring it up later. So vibe with me, ladies, tell me what your thoughts are. We could certainly talk about strategy now if you wanted to. I just mm-hmm. like, I feel like it's important. I don't yeah, you, I feel like you have things to carry on saying. So let's just, mm-hmm. let's just talk about strategy now. I just like, I don't know that. I don't know why it didn't work. Nick was strategic. So I think the rankings are twofold within this game. Yeah, that's why they're complicated. Like you're ranking throughout the game to try and get someone in your alliance as influencer so that they will not get rid of you. But then by the time you get to the end, like none of them were ranking their alliance members high because they strategically did not want that person to win. Like Isabella put Nick so low, if I recall. And like, while that makes some sense, because yes, of course you don't want that person to win because you want you to win, but also you want your alliance to be in the finale so that they rank you higher, but like none of them were doing that. So I just, I don't see a world in which that ever works out. Like if the alliance is going to get to the end, but then strategically rank each other lower so as to have that person not win, how is anyone going to win? Like then someone like James is going to win who was just like the very likable friends with everyone. Like it's very hard to understand. I'm with you. I think that could be a crux of why the strategy is confusing and why it's hard to figure out like, what does it take to win this show? Because we even said with Survivor, like there's no perfect formula. You have to have a little bit of luck. Like you have to have a little bit of just like things going right for you. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, why did it not work? Because he had done, in my opinion, everything right based on the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. He had a strong alliance. He had a final three packed with James and Kay, which was smart because that wasn't his other alliance. So in theory, he should have had a lot of people ranking him high, but they still saw him as a threat because he had real relationships with so many of them. It is interesting to me that that's how it works out for him. It almost seems like the best strategy is to have a strong alliance with like two people so that they rank you high, but just be like kind of well-liked and well-thought of by other people so that they don't rank, and but not seen as a threat, right? Like you don't have such a strong relationship that they're like, fuck, like I can't, I can't rank him high because that could be problematic, but they're also not like, I'm actively trying to get rid of you. So I'm going to put you low. I feel like that's what ended up getting James the win. Stace, have you brought the things together? I mean, 
I don't remember how many times Nick was influencer, but one of James's times was an anonymous one. So I just feel like he didn't seem as big of a threat, but like they're both likable, but Nick seemed like a bigger threat, maybe. It's kind of like, you know, when you're like voting for something and you're not supposed to like vote for yourself because it's just, it's hard to like be, you can't be objective. So yeah, I do. I still think it should just be a jury because I just feel like there's no way you can completely rank in the most like accurate order when you're also thinking like, yeah, how can I bring someone down a little bit to boost me up? Like, it's just too complicated. I mean, not to turn the circle into survivor, but making it a final three with a jury would maybe make it more compelling about who is the actual most influential person. Yeah. Well, and it would make everything that they have to do as a part of the competition relevant at the end. I think what was so weird about this season and the way it played out is we have to remember we're still in the early stages of this show. Like think about early Survivor. It was very different in terms of how they chose a winner and voted people out than it is today. And I feel like with this season of The Circle, the big question, the whole season arc was like, are they going to vote out the threat or are they going to vote out the person that they think is a catfish? And they kept creeping, creeping towards the idea of like, oh, this person's a threat. We should get rid of them now, but never doing that until they got to the final rankings where then they were like, oh, this person's a threat. I'm going to rank them low. So we're in this weird middle ground where it's like they should have been doing that earlier, but they still had the mindset and the awareness to be like, this person's a threat, I will put them lower strategically, but they should have been getting those people out throughout the game. Does that make sense? Yes. So sounds like, catch me, Anna, and Stacy watching season four. We'll talk about it again later. Put a pin in it, friends. Thanks for going on this journey with us. Too long, didn't listen. We don't know. Anyway, moving on, let's talk a little bit about like the games, the twists that kind of went into this season. Basically, we already talked about the double blocking of Jackson and Roxana. So that was our twist at the end of last episode that hadn't been resolved. So that was resolved. Vince disappears. But in a shocking twist, they tell everyone that he was a burner profile, which I thought was interesting and thought would have more impact on the game. And it kind of didn't. They did another face-to-face blocking after two anonymous influencers had to decide who to block. So let's start with Vince and then we'll go to anonymous influencers. That feel right, fam, since that's the order they happened in the episode. Who has feelings on Vince and his elimination? Oh, Stacey's already unmuted. Fuck it up. Go on. I mean, I'm like, I'll just go first. I don't have a ton, but yeah, I liked that they revealed what was happening. But yeah, I think it kind of got just like lost in the mix of things because it's because did that happen before Jackie came in or after it was before? Okay, so I just feel like when Jackie came in and then and when they were like so split in the middle, they just didn't really have time to like care about about Vince. But that was still one of my favorite twists this season. And I just think more could be done with it down the road. But it was kind of funny to to watch him like reveal himself at the end, though, as Vince. So yeah, I agree, Aggie, like it just it didn't amount to a ton. Especially when we figured out that he didn't rate people. Yeah. That really just made it extra work for the person who had that advantage. <laughs> but I really agree with you, Stacey. I think it was really cool that they told them like, hey, this is a burner profile for someone who's in here. The fact that Kay didn't latch onto that after all her talk of like catfishing and blah, blah, blah. Like, why wasn't Kay more concerned about this? Why wasn't Kay like fact finding and trying to figure out who the fuck it was? I don't know. I felt that was weird. 
to go back to the thing that we were just talking about, it's like if there were a jury at the end that made these things matter a little bit more, because yes, on the one hand, like maybe it helped Nick because he could kind of talk himself up if he used it correctly. But then once people found that out, like at the final five reveal, when they all got to meet, like people were shocked and they were a little bit impressed. And I'm like, that had no bearing on the ranking. Like it's not about being quote unquote good at the game in the same sense as maybe some of the other shows that we've talked about. I appreciated that the circle was like, by the way, this was someone among us um, (laughs) to be hip with the kids among us. Someone was a little sus, you mean? Someone was a little sussy among us. But I don't want to say it didn't go anywhere. I just, I wish that it had more implications on Nick's success in the game. Same thing as we've been saying, like with the games and the activities and the crafts, like should they be like accumulating points or being automatically a certain place in the ranking? I don't know. I don't know what I want it to be, but I want some sort of acknowledgement of like, oh, Nick was given this advantage and he used it to his advantage well enough. He should get something for that other than just like a pat on the back from the players when they found out, especially because nobody knew it was him. Yeah. Like no one really had a guess that it was him. I feel like the one person, hold on, let me look back at my notes because I did write down there. They were all guessing right after it was revealed. And like anyone who thought it might have been Nick came up with a reason to be like, but no, I don't think so. Kay was the only one. She thought Vince was Nick or James. And then she kind of convinced herself it was Nick, but then she couldn't fully like explain herself why she thought it was Nick. So I feel like she just kind of talked herself out of it. But the fact that she didn't latch on to that to try and figure out what was going on really was just the most shocking to me. But let's move on and talk about this anonymous influencer nonsense, which I say nonsense because the navigation of that would have given me such a headache. I would have been like, hi, I'm James. Like, I just would have been like, I'm over this. However, I thought it was a good twist. Mm-hmm. When I heard it, I was like, wait, that's fucking sick. I think it would have been better utilized had it not been the two alliances against each other again. Yeah, because wasn't it the same two people who had just yeah, been? <laughs> yeah, it was Nick and James. Again. I thought, yeah, doing that one earlier on, I think would have been pretty interesting. I do wonder if they, and I can't remember if they both kind of assumed it was each other. I can't remember. But I do wonder if they're kind of like, this combo feels very familiar. <laughs> and like, you're kind of rooting for the same people. But the funniest thing is that they had to like discuss each other because they couldn't give it away. So they had to be like, let's talk about Nick. <laughs> what? Stacey, I didn't think about that. Like I didn't, that didn't occur to me when they were like, it's an anonymous influencer. I was like, oh, cool. And then I was like, oh, if they don't bring themselves up, they're going to know who it is. Yeah, exactly. I think it would have been more anonymous had they not just been the two influencers together. Because I think at some point, Nick said something in the chat and James was like, oh, okay, Nick. Mm -hmm. Because they were having basically the same conversation as they had just had. I think they both knew who each other were. James certainly knew that it was Nick. I don't know if Nick 100% knew it was James, but they had some kind of idea. So I I wonder what would have happened if it had been two other people or maybe one other person and it had been a little bit more anonymous, especially if it were two people who, like I said, who hadn't had that conversation yet and you didn't necessarily know where people stood. Yeah. And that could have been an opportunity to get out someone and blindside them. Yeah, I think had it been like Ashley and James, Mm -hmm. 
like there might've been one, a little bit more leeway in terms of like a conversation, but like they just butted heads the exact same way they had butted heads before. And sweet angel baby James gave in both times. <laughs> I'm sorry. The white man confidence is just like too much right now. He's like, not going to happen. And I was like, meh, take several seats, sir. And he's like, nope. And I was like, oh, unfortunately you, you won twice. But in the end, James won the money. So I'm not, I'm not that mad. Also, like he was kind of strategic about it. He was like, here's the cards that I'm putting up. Mm -hmm. You can have the honor of, you know, sending whoever home. But like, here's what I want out of the situation. I thought his first blocky with Nick, absolutely. Yeah. He's like actually strategic about trying to get get something by giving him the the blocking, which I thought was Mm -hmm. very smart. Me too. I, it's so hard in that, especially the first time, because I think it was like, wasn't it like split completely halfway yeah. at, during that first one? It's like someone is going to have to give. And it's just like, I don't, I just, uh, I wish there was some better way to come to the decision or like some, well, like maybe that would have been a good time for what happened before where there's no conversation and you just like each pick one, but they were just picking one this time. So I don't know. It just seems like like either way, someone's going to just lose. (laughs) This would have been a cool place to do the thing where they each should turn saving a person. Oh yeah. And I almost thought that it was going to be that because I was like, as soon as they start typing, they're going to know who each other are just by the way that they talk. But I thought it would have been a good opportunity to do like, you pick a person to keep, I pick a person to keep back and forth until it's just like the last man standing. Uh Yeah. Anna, I also thought the first time Nick and James were influencers, I actually thought it would have been interesting to just block the lowest rated person. Mm, Like, yeah, they're influencers because they're the top two, but the last person just gets blocked because that would have thrown a wrench in the two alliance dynamic is like what alliance is actually on top. It's the one who's not in sixth place, which I think would have caused some scrambling, would have caused some like interesting kind of dynamics because it was Isabella who was sixth, I believe that time. So I think that would have been interesting to be like, okay, Isabella's gone. What are Nick and Ashley going to do? But it didn't go that way. And they never do that, do they? Like the la- the bottom person just goes. Didn't they do that at one point? They did that in one season yeah, somewhere. Okay. I don't. I- it seems like it's, it would be more in line with the point to me. <laughs> but again, we might be just like so used to like survivor type things where it's just like if you perform the worst you're clearly like go going home there's no true point of ranking everyone else you know it's really just like the top two people need to be ranked i agree Stacey. so we kind of brought up this idea of the two vying alliances i think this is the first time that we've actually seen two alliances really going head to head in this game before it's always been like kind of an alliance, kind of not. And then the biggest, I think, moment for this was after Daniel and Nick each eliminated someone of the other person's alliance. Then Jackie comes in and they're like, oh, thank God, a lifeline. And the best part was when she got invited to two group chats at the same time. The drama, darling, the drama. So let's let's talk about Jackie and the role she played in this game, even though she like didn't play a role in this game because she got eliminated. Let's talk about her for a sec in that regards, like vying for her vote, really. I mean, yeah, I think the most emphatic moment of it is the you've been invited to two chats. One must be declined. Um, And I think that that was a real wake up call for the alliance that got declined and their full understanding of the importance of Jackie in this moment of the game. But like, to me, it's still such a shame that like, then she 
that was the only purpose that she served. Like she really couldn't be her own independent player, which is frustrating to watch because she was literally just a swing vote. Yeah. I just liked the drama of getting invited to both. And then it was a pretty long pause where the other, where the two teams were like waiting <laughs> and she's like weighing out her options. And I will say, cause I think James had gotten to her first, like on a one-on-one basis. And that's the thing, like, this is where I'm like, it, James played really well because even though he was newer and like, I mean, you know, you have an advantage a bit, I guess, if you come in with like no drama or no history, but like getting in with her so quick is what made her choose them really. And I felt like that was a key moment, but yeah. And then just the drama of the, of the other team reading the message of like, um, she's declined your, (laughs) your invite. And they're like, what? It was great. Great television. (laughs) I made a mistake and put candy in my mouth. Can I say something? It was just, I don't even know if this is related, but I was also thinking of like, do we consider gameplay? Because I, I would. And I was so happy to see that in this batch of episodes, we had another photo sharing chat where they all got to share another photo. And I'm like, to me, that is a moment of strategy or an opportunity to be strategic, whether they used it that way or not. Like I think James did, and he did a very good job of explaining like, I'm going to share this photo of me and my grandmother. A, he was like, she's really important to me, which helped you connect with him as a person. But he was also like, these are the reasons why I'm going to share this photo at this moment strategically. So yeah, just throwing that out there. (laughs) Because I know we've talked in our previous episodes of how we enjoy when they get to share more photos. And to me, I think I said this when they were not doing that, like that's such a huge part of the strategy of this game because they get so little of one another that any opportunity to share something about your profile is an opportunity to sway people's minds. Hi, it's your forgotten co-host coming back to say something. I think like, Anna, like I agree with you that like that is strategic, but it's never shown as strategic. You know, the editors don't edit it to look strategic. I disagree. I think we had a whole sequence of it, James saying, these are the reasons I'm going to share this photo. Yeah, but it wasn't strategic. strategic. It wasn't like, he wasn't saying like, I need to show this so they care about me. It was just like, I like this picture of me and my grandma. I'm going to share it. No, he said, I'm going to use this photo because I think it shows this different side of me that will make people think this and this. Mm -hmm. I, I guess... My issue with whenever we talk about this show, and I've realized that for like the past like four episodes we've done it, is like we're, we keep on saying this could be strategic or this looks like it will be strategic. Like when you guys were talking about the secret influencer, like Aggie's big thing was like, this could have been really strategic and people could have used it because it's anonymous, but it never is. I, I agree. Like, and like, okay, fine. Like James said something, but none of the other people said anything. And I don't know if it's because the editors didn't show them figure strategically or if it's because the fact that these players don't think strategically and think about that stuff. So it's like, I, it, I feel like we're making the jump that they're thinking strategically, but like, are they, or are they just playing this game? Like, why aren't we seeing it? If this is truly a strategy, social based game, why don't you show it? Like the whole thing is supposed to be a social media competition. As somebody who actively uses social media and takes like two to three months between each post I make on Instagram or something, like that's a huge part of it is thinking about what you're going to post, but we don't see any of that. Or like the stuff that we do see is just them being like, I like this picture. I think it's fun. Post it. And it's like that, but 
the whole social media competition aspect should be about that. But in some way, we've made it about finding catfish and being strategic that way, even though that has nothing to do with the game. So like what, like your social media competition strategy doesn't make sense with the game that they're playing. Yeah, I mean, I think James understood it better than a lot of them. And it might be because he's like from LA and like, I think he's a comedian or entertainer. So I think like he understood it, but I think, yeah, like a lot of them, I mean, we talked last time about how the catfish thing was like, what's the goal? Like we're just a little confused on the exact goal. I mean, wasn't there a competition that was a little more about showing pictures or did I imagine that? Because I thought one of them was about like showing a picture or something. And so I I feel like they're trying to incorporate the photos more. But I do think right now, the way I interpret the game, it is more about like DMing than it is about your pictures, I would say. (laughs) Like it's more about the conversations than the photos. And that there probably is a way to merge them better. But I mean, like you said, Anna, it's still pretty early in the history. Hopefully, hopefully they'll have more seasons. So this will be like the first chapter, you know? So that's, those are my thoughts on it. I definitely agree with you as far as like, it's more about the DMs. Cause I also think of like when they did the circle prom and someone threw in the chat, I think it was maybe Kay, not sure, but somebody was like, it was Kay. What would you do with the money? And it's like, that's such a strategic move to be like, let's see what you say. And obviously they're all going to give heartfelt sentimental answers, whether or not those are true, but they also included a number of people saying that out loud as people were giving their answers of being like, of course, there's somebody's going to say that. So there is that, again, there's that like awareness of the strategy, even if maybe not everybody is following through on what they're thinking about. I think my take on it at this point is I think Nick and James, very strategic, reached out to people very strategically, whether or not you felt it was like a little bit boring or like a little bit not that exciting is like a different aspect to it. But I think they were very strategic in who they chose to talk to, how they created alliances. I mean, James somehow became the kingpin of, they didn't call themselves the leftovers, but like that's kind of the, in, like that's the energy of that alliance. They called themselves like Viva La Resistance, I think is what um, Daniel called them. But he kind of became the kingpin of that alliance, even though like he wasn't there the whole time. I don't know how he sort of rose to that, which is probably speaks more to why he won this game overall. But I agree with you, Stacey. I think he had a really good eye and ear for like, just what the fuck was going on. Like he came in and he was like, that person's a catfish. That person's a catfish. This person's not, this person's fake as hell. And he was right on all of them. The only thing that made him question it, because he thought Ashley was a catfish when he first came in. And then he changed his mind because they had that lovely conversation about his trans brother. But it's like, you knew she was a catfish. Doesn't make the conversation any less legitimate, but like you knew she was like in your heart of hearts. Because I think it could be, it could be the LA thing. Like he just sees through bullshit better because he's been doing it too long. Like he's just like, nah, I don't have time for this. But him and Nick were strategic. I think Ashley was very strategic. I don't think Ashley would have been in second place had she not been. I think some people just played a little fast and loose, tried to be strategic, but didn't actually have a plan for how to execute that. And so that's why it comes off as lazy or not strategic. When in reality, I think at this point, we can say people are coming in being like, I want to do blank. But I think people get lost in the weeds because this game is different than Survivor because in Survivor, you want relationships and alliances. But at the end of the day, like you can win an immunity challenge. You can whatever, you have to rely on other people to save you if you are not an influencer. So you have to kind of make these relationships and 
really to position yourself as like, no, I have such a strong relationship with this person. They would never let me go home. And it, it's all based on real life conversations. It's not based on, hey, we did shit in the challenge today. Who was bad at the challenge? There is this like slight, subtle difference in that you are truly making alliances with people based on real facts about yourself, based on a real friendship with someone else. So then to turn that on its head and be like, I'm also going to use it strategically feels kind of dirty. (laughs) Like you're actually friends with these people. And I think that's where the conversation about what is strategic and what's not gets a little murky because you're like, I don't know. I think the only other strategy thing that I think needs to be brought up before we just like kind of bring us home is the final rankings. Cause GBH, Nick being in fifth didn't really make sense to me after everything we've witnessed. I feel like we kind of brought it up. I honestly am also shocked. Ashley made it to second. So let's, let's just chat fam. Cause the first two out were OGs. It was Nick K boom, boom. Then Isabella, Ashley, and James is our sole winner. Spoiler alert. If you haven't already watched, I don't know why you'd be listening, but just in case spoiler alert, James wins. Um, so let's talk final rankings. Do we think they were strategic? Do we think it was the right strategy? I, I, it sounds like we don't know, but just in case let's chat anyway. I think my main reason that I don't know, and I'm about to look up and see if I can get this info is I would like to see mapped out how each person ranked all of the other people, because in my non-math person brain, I am not able to comprehend how things ended up the way that they did without seeing how people were actually ranked. Because it's all well and good to be like, oh, like Isabella said she was going to rank Nick Lowe on purpose because she didn't want him to win. But like, I need to see the numbers. So I'm going to see if I can somehow look that up because I think it might provide some clarity um, in this discussion of why things were done. So that would be interesting to see because yeah i just think nick actually was like the the top two biggest threat if not the biggest and so a lot of people put him at the bottom and it just like worked against him but yeah even k i was a little surprised with k i kind of thought she'd be higher than ashley i think anna your point about us not seeing how people ranked them i'm wondering how close it was Like, was it within, you know, like a hundredth of a point or a tenth of a point? Because my read on it as a math person (laughs) is that they took all their rankings and averaged them. So it was like, if you got first twice, it was like whoever got the lowest average would have been first, right? Like, do you know what I mean? So like, if you got fourth twice, your average is going to be higher. And then they just force ranked them. Like, I can show you the math later, Anna. Like, I think I've figured it out. <laughs> um, I just, I did a Google search and then the suggested thing that comes up is how did James won the circle? Nailed it. That <laughs> sentence seems like it's coming from a valuable source. So I think that's what they would do. So to me, based on what we were shown, I think it was close. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was a ton separating Nick from James, to be perfectly honest. But when you force rank it as one, two, three, four, five, instead of 1.1, or whatever it is, because the rankings are going to be an average, I can almost guarantee there's not that much actual difference between James and Nick, just because everyone's rankings were all over the place based on what we saw. So it, it had to come down to very little actual difference, which oh. is why I want the math. I want a behind the scenes of the math. Somebody tried, somebody on Reddit tried to recreate what they think the votes were. No, they um, didn't. Based on the results. And they like backwards mapped. They backwards mapped. They were like, okay, if James wins, 
how could we get him there? Like what rankings would he have to have from other people to be the winner? Yeah. And they, so they have done it that James was ranked first by two people, second by one, third by one. That's not enough. Yes, it is. Cause he's the fifth person. Never mind. Anna, Anna, you literally have said twice in this episode, you're not a math person. I am not. Okay. And then Nick, this, again, this person who knows if this is real. Shout out to Reddit. Has Nick ranked last by both Kay and Sophia, which checks out. I think we even saw that. I think we saw that, that he got four. Say I'm ranking Nick last. Yeah. So this, this kind of makes sense. I would believe, I would believe this little diagram. (laughs) Anna, the math person giving us the thoughts that the Reddit man is just like definitely right. (laughs) It literally Uh, just says, how do you think the finalists voted? I tried to recreate the votes based from the results. I think Matthew slash Ashley could have won if he wasn't too strategic in his vote. So th- this person has Matthew slash Ashley putting James number one. Uh, and if they hadn't... Didn't they do that, though? Didn't Ashley do that? I think so. Yeah. But like, if based on... If how she had maybe people, voted James second and put, yes. like, Sophia first or Isabella, uh, yes, that could have fucked up one based on this. Again, I, I don't think they're that far apart. I think they're very close. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine that these are <laughs> very similar. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. (laughs) Anna and I just have one more thing that I feel like needs to be discussed in relation to season three, and then we'll hit our regular segments. And we outie, fam. Let's talk about the editing of season three of The Circle. Because when I tell you, I enjoyed it. Did the pacing need changes? Yes. But did the editing of the final five roundtable need any notes? Absolutely not. (laughs) Zero. Absolutely not. Or honestly, the whole reunion. Whoever edited episode 13, hats off, my friend. Have an Emmy. Hats fucking off. I can't wait to hear this because I thought I thought the round table was just like all the others. I can't wait to hear this. It was boring. (laughs) You guys. You guys are so wrong. If you weren't, if your skin wasn't crawling. Crawling. Anna, would you like to start? Where do I begin? Well, first off, there's something so magical about seeing them all dressed up and excited and giddy. I would like to begin with the discussion of Nick meeting Isabella, comprehending in real time as we watch him that Isabella is not Isabella, trying his best to put on a brave face because Sophia is a lovely person, um, and yet being completely unable to mask his disappointment and disbelief and the number of close-ups and like cut to Nick's face we got throughout the entire dinner um of him just like excessively blinking dumbfounded was superb like he was uncomfortable the whole night and the way that it was interspliced as more people started to enter and like they were all having a good time palling around like Matthew came in and like the banter between him and James was so great. And yet Nick just continued to be like, he he was the eye mouth eye emoji. <laughs> like, you did um, not just call him the eye mouth eye emoji, but like accurate. <laughs> like that is the face he made, except blinking. And like they were like they were also happy to see each other, but the way that their reaction faces were cut into that entire sequence was iconic. I also feel like he is that meme of the guy who blinks and like the one tear rolls down his eyes. <laughs> like he just he couldn't he couldn't wrap his mind around it and then as soon as they were back at the reunion he was like oh another cute girl Rachel okay he like chilled out a little bit yeah um I also think the best part is it's like 
alert. Michelle wants you to come meet everyone. And Michelle's like talking to them and she's like, I know you're probably dealing with a lot. And he's like, the band are all frauds. And I was like, <laughs> like he took it the hardest, honestly. Because his only friends, all three of them were catfish. Like not one person that he was actually friends with that wasn't his frenemy was real. <laughs> I was like, he needs as much therapy maybe as Michelle. Like orange Michelle needed therapy after her cloning. <laughs> orange Michelle was still upset. <laughs> The fact that they made Orange Michelle sit with Blue Michelle, aka Ava and uh, Chanel, at the reunion before anyone else showed up, fucking dead. I was like, the producers are on their nonsense, and I am here for it. But like, poor Nick. It was, but the editing of that last episode, it was so cringe. We've talked about how, what were we watching where we were like, maybe it was the circle where we were like the fourth per the fourth wall. Like they haven't broken it, but we're all just kind of like laughing at the scenario. Like the scenario is absurd. I said to Nick, I was like, I said to Nick, our Nick, not Nick on the television. I was like, Nick is obviously going to be first in this room. And obviously Isabella is going to be second. Like they're, they can't have their reunion with other people there because then it wouldn't be like Nick would get too easy and out. Do you know what I mean? He'd be too able to be like, I'm going to not fall because other people are there. And it was everything to me. Absolutely everything to me. I also just like side note on editing. There were at least three times this season where I got goosebumps. So like maybe that's me falling prey to an edit that wasn't actually that good. But I had goosebumps three separate times this season based on the music, the ending of the episode, whatever it was. I was like the moment that they had these conversations. Maybe I was in a place watching the circle, but I personally thought the editing of the moments that were great, they were phenomenal. And then I was like, who's doing the pacing though? Like I didn't need 53 minutes of this episode, but like the moments that were good, ah, it was some of the best work they've done all, all their show. Do you like, do you remember the three moments? Um, One of them was when Kay and Nick formed an alliance, the music like swelled underneath them. And I was like, Oh, that was so exciting. Um, hold on. I think, I don't know if I wrote down, there were definitely two, but I think there was a third. One of them was when James talked to Ashley about his trans brother. And then he has this moment of talking about how he has not, he was not there for his brother the way he should have really been. And like the music again, they did some really beautiful things with music in these. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm having feelings. I don't know how to feel. And then I feel like there was one, there was one in this batch of episodes. Oh, you know what it was? It was when Jackie talked about her brother dying. Yeah. Just this swell of emotion from the people watching or the people in the circle as a viewer of just this moment of like, she had this release that I felt was just so beautifully timed in terms of how they put the episode together that I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I don't know, guys. I was in Circle season three. It doesn't sound like it based on some of the other comments I've said, but overall, I, I enjoyed it. It's such an interesting show to watch and think about the editing because we've we've said it had issues with the pacing for sure. But I think, like you just mentioned, like there are so many moments that you really feel what's happening, whether it's like you feel cringe at the final five when they all meet or like you feel empathy or connection, whatever it is when people are telling their story. And I think because it's, a show that's so much based on the subtlety of conversation, the editing of that to make a story is a little bit difficult. And I think they do a really fabulous job for the most part. There's, again, there's some times that it goes on too long, but like, I think they cut a great balance of the tone of the show. Like we said at the beginning, like it's a silly show, 
but it has a lot of heart. And I think for them to compose it in the way that they do, I think they do a really beautiful job because it's not easy to be like, how do we make you laugh and also cry when you're literally watching someone talk to a screen? Mm -hmm. Looking forward to more in season four. Can't wait to see you there, Michelle Vito. All right, let's get into our final segments. But before we do that, just from the non-math people, I did the math based on this screen grab. James and Matthew, based on these numbers, would both have had an average score of 1.75. But I think if that were the case, they would probably give it to James because he had two number ones. So Mm -hmm. that would be like the tiebreaker because they definitely would have tied based on these numbers. Isabella would have had a 2.5, Kay would have had a three, and Nick would have had a 3.5. So like, it was really, if this is how people actually voted, it was really only ever between Ashley and James. Like Mm -hmm. Isabella, Kay, and Nick were close together but not significantly closer to James and Ashley. Based on this Reddit post. That shout out, this Reddit post was from Reddit user Banana Coniello. So if for some reason you're listening, because you're on Circle Reddit, so it's not outside of the realm of possibilities that you'd be listening, shout out to you. Shout out to you if you also did that math. That was very cool. (laughs) All right, let's get into our final segments. Let's do honorable mention. Anna, you chose this individual. I feel like Nick might want to join this conversation in a second. So Anna, I'm going to let you tell us why you chose this individual. And then let's talk about them. Thanks so much for letting me speak on this individual. And this individual is not Ashley, but Matthew. Same person, very different energy. I feel a little, now that we saw how the end of this game played out and Ashley came in second place, I feel as though I maybe did not pay close enough attention to Ashley. But I also think that based on what we saw of Matthew, once they had the final five reveal through the end of the episode, like he didn't do himself justice or like we didn't see him in this way that he was then presenting and socializing in the final few minutes of the show because he was phenomenal. So much personality, so out there, so affectionate with the other players. And I just, I feel like, we missed that or maybe it's just me that missed that like definitely I was enjoying him throughout the season but he was on another level once he was out as Matthew and maybe he was just extra giddy because he was able to reveal that he was Matthew and actually talk to these people like fully as himself even though he pretty much played using his own words and thoughts and feelings but Ashley's photos um shout out to the fact that every time he said Ashley it was Ashley um, maybe that's a Long Island thing because Daniel did it too and wasn't Daniel from Long Island. I don't know. It was weird, but I liked it. So yeah, I was just, I was so caught off guard by his energy and the way that he spoke and behaved because that wasn't the vibe that I got from Matthew as Ashley. And so it just like shed this whole new light on him. Now I kind of want to go back and rewatch, but I followed him on Instagram because what a party this man is. Happy, happy to throw it to you guys, but I feel like I finally understand you know, and it makes sense to me now that Ashley came in second. Maybe I was just missing something. He's gorgeous. That's my take why he would be an honorable mention. He was gorgeous. Although he is a gay for Jesus, which we all know how I feel, but he is beautiful. Thank you. I thought he would have more to say than just that, but here we are. Um, Stacey, you want to go next? Yeah. So I started to like him. I feel like maybe in the second batch of episodes, I feel like I started to notice him more. 
Um, and I did think he had a great personality. Okay, I think two Drag Race references were made, but I can't remember the second one. But I think he made the first one. And I I just think he did have more personality that we like didn't get to see till later for some reason. But just thinking, which of these people would I want to be friends with? I feel like he would be up there. And people were most surprised that he was a catfish out of anyone. Like, I feel like they were shocked. I was still kind of surprised that he got all the way to second based on what we saw. But again, I think he was probably also like pretty well liked. Stacey, what you just said, I think when they were at the final five, like dinner table he mentions too like oh usually when people come in as catfish like they forget to like be fully fleshed out or they're afraid to be themselves completely and like bring thought and feeling into it and then they come across more as a catfish so he was like when I was gonna decided I was gonna come in as a catfish it was at the forefront of my mind to make sure that I like had depth of feeling to be real Matthew was just such like a pleasant surprise. I think there were times when I found potentially his alter ego to not be my favorite person in the circle, but anytime it was just him sort of like reflecting on what he was doing. I was like, I love you. I was like, I don't necessarily love the persona you've created. Cause it felt like sometimes there were things that Ashley said or did. And I was kind of like, that's not my tea, but Matthew, like everything he did was fabulous. I was like, you're so fun. You have such a positive light. And I think his most important thing was exactly what you said, Anna, where he goes, you have to be ready to have real conversations as a catfish and put some of yourself into your catfish. And he said, that was why I was a good one is because the thing, anything I said was true. It just happened to be coming out of my lesbian friend as her pictures. But like everything that I did was me. Like my coming out story was what I told to you, Sophia, or like my real conversation with James about being his brother being trans. Like that came from a place of like my actual feelings about my community and how I show like love, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think that was what made him so successful. And Stacey, to circle back to your question about, did James know he was a catfish? I mean, at James, if you're listening slash anyone who watched more closely than us, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But I think James initially thought she was a catfish, but in their conversation about him having a trans brother, he literally said, he's like, this was such a genuine conversation. Like, I can't, I can't believe she's still a catfish. Like I, in, in good conscience, I can't, I can't believe that someone would like not have that real of a like conversation with someone if they were pretending. And then when he realized like afterwards that Matthew was like a gay man who was also part of the community, he was like, oh, it kind of makes sense that she was able to catfish so well in that way. I will say at the dinner meetup, James did say I never, like, he was like, I never would have thought that you were a catfish. I don't know if that changed, like you said, but he did say, like, at the round table, he was like, no, I never thought you were a catfish or stuff like that. Like, you really fooled me and stuff, so. Yeah, that's, I think I was remembering that part, yeah. All right, let's vibe check our host of this entry, Michelle Buteau, because I have at least 20. I have two, really. One is straight up calling out at the reunion. Kay, your alliance was all real people. And Nick, yours was all catfish. Like, as if he hasn't already been traumatized enough. And Nick was just like, <laughs> it was so important to me. Also, I just want to vibe check her full-on matchmaking at the reunion. <laughs> she was like, let's get you all together. Like, I would love some successful showmances from my sh show. Thank you. And she's like, so you're going to date Jackson now? And I was like, Michelle, he literally found out two minutes ago that all his, all his friends were catfish. Now you're trying to make him be in love with Jackson. Stop. 
And then she was like, Kay, you going to date Calvin? And I was like, okay. I thought we had just finished a conversation about how this is not the vibe. And she's like, Calvin, would you date Kay? And Kay, Calvin's like, oh, hell yeah. And Kay's like, <laughs> and I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. And she just like kept asking them about it. And I was like, Michelle. <laughs> I love her. I was like, she doesn't have any skin in this game. Of course, she's going to ask these fucking questions and just push them. That's about it. Nick, would you like to participate in vibe chats? I don't have one, so. So no. I'll do something. <laughs> Nick will do rapid fire. He'll come back. Anna, do you have one now? I do. Um, I'll start with what was an absolute vibe. No check needed. Michelle, in the first time she walks down the hallway in that hot pink polka dot top, in the hot pink shoes. Mm, so good such a vibe what was not a vibe and it's gonna be I'm gonna absolutely butcher this because it's an interaction with Michelle from the game so there's gonna be a lot of Michelle Michelle but Michelle Buteau is asking orange Michelle like what was the feeling when you saw that you were being cloned like what was going through your mind and orange Michelle goes it was really frustrating I saw it and I was like what the and she takes a long pause and Michelle Buteau goes it's okay you can say it and then orange Michelle goes I was like what the hell and Michelle Buteau was like oh okay that's what you're gonna say okay that's fine good um and it was very cute and I did a horrible job of explaining it because so many Michelles but she does say hey Michelle great name by the way oh my gosh Macy okay it's my turn I mean I feel like she <laughs> I've I remember this more with this season than previous seasons that she just really wanted to remind the eliminated players that they were losers. <laughs> and so I think she had like two quotes, but one was y'all played a good game, but not good enough. <laughs> it's just like, it's again, it's kind of like when Jeff and survivor will just remind you like your team was just really bad today. <laughs> like it's one of those. <laughs> so I always love I love the um, kick them when they're down <laughs> tactic. <laughs> I mean, she also says it's time for you to meet the losers. I mean, the eliminated players. <laughs> the vibes are immaculate, Michelle Bujot. And I never want anyone else to host the circle. All right, fam, let's do rapid fire. Nick is going to rejoin us for this part. Let's do some rapid fire. Nick, we are starting with favorite quote or moment. So you might have to join us after that. But if you can think of one that you liked, I maybe. I he has a quote, maybe. I'm going to start, though, while he makes sure he knows. Anna, you're going to go first. Wow, wow, we wow. Mine is two quotes, one moment. And it is after it's revealed that Vince was a burner profile and they're trying to figure out who it might have been. And Sophia goes, oh, my God, was it Lil Yachty the whole time? And then Daniel follows it up by being like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Who was it? Uh, Vince knew a lot about Boston. Ashley's from New York. She must know a lot about Boston. And it's like, literally, why? That doesn't make sense at all, Daniel. That doesn't make sense at all. So that gave me a good chuckle from start to finish. Same. Daisy, you're up. <laughs> okay. Mine, it's not even really like a quote. It's just like when the players were all kind of coming like the the loser players were all coming out and Jackie comes out and I think it was Roxana who's just like, who is she? Who is she? And it's just kind of like, what? And then when they're like, oh, she came in last, she's like, there were still players coming in? Like, she just looked like a little pissed. Like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't know about this. But yeah, her just being like, it, it was either her or Calvin who was just like, who is that? Like, why are you guys excited to see her? And I love it. Was it was Roxana. It was? 
Oh man. I lived for that also, Stacey. <laughs> um, mine was the sheer amount of times Sophia just kept on yelling, I'm gay. Yeah. She did like four times in that final episode. And honestly, go off, make that your personality trait. Cause same. Especially when who was it? Jackson, whatever Jackson's real name is, was like, well, I don't step- Rachel, like, I don't want to step on any toes if you're into Nick. She's like, oh, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay. <laughs> Okay, I can't find my other one, but okay. One of them is when Jackson decides to go visit Nick of all people in the circle. And then she leaves and Nick says to no one, are we not going to talk about the fact that Jackson is a total babe? And I was like, yikes. Um, And then almost directly after, there is so like Daniel and Roxana have their moment and then they're getting ready to go to sleep. And James says, the circle do whatever the hell she want to do. Yeah, the circle is a she. And I was like, are you okay, James? But I was also like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That bitch is going to do whatever the fuck she wants. And you should let her. So there there were just so many good, funny moments. I, I laughed multiple times this season. All right, let's talk about our favorite game. You don't have to give a reason. The choices were circle of fortune, circle yearbook, circle prom, or savage questions. Nick? Savage questions. Stace? Savage questions. Anna. Circle prom. Oh my God, Anna, that's mine. Of course, prom was my favorite. God, I'm the one. Was it a game? Not really. It wasn't a game, but it was fun. (laughs) I mean, Kay turned it into a game when she was like, what would you do with the money? (laughs) You're like, it's not the pie, bitch. Okay, let's do, what was your favorite addition to season three of the twists? We're going to like think about the whole season. What was your favorite thing that they added? Um, Stacey. I liked a couple things, but I think the main one, what the one that like made me laugh the most and will stick in my mind was the um, like the clone of Michelle. The way they did it, they could have maybe told Michelle like this is happening, just so you know or whatever. But really, but the sheer shock. I mean, it was a priceless moment. Anna, Um, I think mine was the burner profile. Even though like it, we we talked in the previous episode like was it aptly named? Did it achieve what it needed to? I don't know if I think any of that, but I did enjoy the twist. And maybe it's because I really enjoyed the Vince profile. And had it been something else, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it as much. If it was in someone else's hands, I don't know if it would have been as funny, but I'd be interested to see it again to see if it's the twist itself that I really liked or if it's the way that we saw it play out. Nick? The cloning (laughs) profile. Like cloning Michelle was interesting. I think I'm going to go anonymous influencers. I really did like that. And I would like to see it again. I would like to see it done again, where it's not the same two influencers as before, potentially to give them that option of like, like what the fuck could that actually look like? I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. What would you like to see next season to make it better? Nick. Get rid of catfish. Cut them. Just don't make it an option anymore. Anybody who goes in has to go in as themselves. Because catfishing truly has no stake in the game whatsoever. So either make it about catfishing or take the option to catfish away. Um, Anna. I want to see next season all of the episodes released at once so that I can binge them. Um, And I want to see the final rankings because as made very clear by this episode, it would be very helpful um, to understanding how the game ended. I don't need to see them as they're happening, obviously, because I would like the, the winner to be a surprise. But if I can have access to that information, that would be great. Thank you so much. Daisy? 
I'm sticking with the jury situation or just some kind of like better voting system for the for the end at least so I think these are all great choices and honestly I could pick any one of them as a way to make it better I think honestly though I'm gonna kind of piggyback off Nick I think I said this at the end of season one I think if a catfish makes it to the end they should win I think if you're going to have this hyper emphasis on catfish there needs to be a reward for being a successful one we can't have this dynamic of not actually giving a shit about being catfish. I think if we're going to have catfish in the game, the goal is catfish hunting, get them out. And then we can rank who wins. But I think that added pressure of like, if a catfish is in the final five, they win automatically. Or if there's two, they split the money. That would make it more interesting. All right. Who is your MVP of the season? And why was it Nick? Mine actually is Nick. So like, I don't know what to tell you. So is mine. No, yeah. I'm not joking. I'm not fucking uh, around. Like you guys were laughing and I know who is the MVP of the season and why is it Nick was a legitimate question. Daniel. Oh, we didn't even talk about, well, cause I guess he wasn't in. He went home. He went home yeah. like halfway through. Yeah. He was an angel. I did. I did enjoy him immensely. Stacy, was yours Nick? No, mine's Calvin. He's the MVP. He won. I mean, oh my God. I keep calling him Calvin. James. James. James is sorry to you, Calvin. I mean, you're you weren't even in these episodes. So James. Okay, Stacey. I think, I think James looks like a Calvin. I feel like a comedian and like, I don't know, funny dude should be a Calvin. So I'm sorry. I know your parents named you that. I apologize. But I say James because James won. He's the MVP. Like he, I mean, but really he came in like right away, was playing hard, was making connections, was like, again, I know catfish don't really matter, but was like calling out catfish in his mind, not just saying it in chats to like cause drama. He was just like doing it himself. And I mean, he won. I think his biggest move was getting to um, Jackie first and he also like even when he had to kind of concede to Nick, he still he still like kept K safe. So I think he's he's the MVP. Anna, let's discuss Nick. <laughs> let's discuss Nick because to me, I completely agree with everything Stacey said because James is the MVP and he also won. But to me, I'm like, okay, well James is the winner, so who's the MVP? Who's like second winner? Who's winner in my heart? Um, still Nick, James, but also Nick. Um, there's a very special kind of love in my heart for Nick it really sucks that he's a straight white man and that I love him so much but he was so funny he was adding so much to this season in thinking strategically when a lot of people weren't and in still being really likable I thought he came in a little obnoxious for sure but ultimately I think was like a really wonderful addition to this cast I think he used all of the advantages that came his way well he was influencer multiple times um, and he was just in a silly, goofy mood. Like when Jackie came in and she was like six foot two nerd and he was like, I thought I was the six foot two nerd. Um, I do not believe that man is six foot two, but whatever. Have I followed him on Instagram? A hundred percent. Will I like all of his pictures? A hundred percent. Aggie, he had a shirtless one that I will send to you because wow. Oh, it's a rude. Um, it's a personal attack. The shirtless one's a personal attack and I will not stand for it in my own home. But I don't know. I just think, I think he had a really good grasp of the game. And like we were talking about earlier, like it's a, it's kind of confusing to me why the rankings went the way they did at the end. Um, and he ended up so low. 
because I think, as we talked about, if if the way he played the game were taken into consideration in that ranking, he would have been much higher because I think from the way he played the game, he deserves to be a little bit higher. I think my MVP of the season is Nick because at the beginning, I hated him so much. And at the end, I'm full on in love with him. When I tell you I have gone on the journey that like, it was enemies to lovers, but one-sided. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But I was like, I hate this man. I, he's not it. And every week he showed me how smart he was, which like to me is top tier what I look for in a man. Then he was also funny, which is literally my second thing on my list for an ideal man. And so I was like, oh no, then he's also hot. Oh no. Like that's unfortunate. And like nothing has broken my heart more than watching him like crumble when he realized Isabella wasn't real. I don't know. I just think I very enjoyed the arc I went on with him. He very much got the Malcolm edit of like golden boy who went from the bottom to the top to then just missing it by just this much. And I fell for the edit hook, line and sinker. Again, editors, well done. And now I love him. So here I am. Let's get him on the pod. <laughs> That's the goal. I mean, I'm not even a big Nick fan, but let's get him on the on the pod. I would sweat the way you would sweat if Dean. Yeah, was. that's I knew. I was like, I'm getting a D. I feel like you guys feel about him the way I feel about Dean, which is wow. You're not wrong. <laughs> if we had Nick on the pod, I'd show up in like a full blowout, like lashes. It it would be something. You would see something. I already like look better when we have people on the pod than I do when it's just us. So like you bring on someone I'm attracted to. Oh no. Anyway, guys, that was season three of the circle. Um, thanks to Nick for joining us when he felt it was funny or good. Sorry for those of you who also did not love season three of the circle. Um, if you did though, welcome to the team. Me, Anna and Stacy are the captains of that team and we'll see you for season four fam we outie follow us on social meds give us a rating or review on apple Podcasts. follow us on spotify and we'll catch you next time bye-bye <laughs>